Welcome, everyone, to Moving Mountains with Sasha. This is Sasha, SashaTalks.com. Today's segment is brief and special because it will wrap up the whole series of Moving Mountains that started over eight and a half years ago. And it is a monumental occasion because when I initially conceptualized the idea of the show, I didn't anticipate that it would unfold in a very interesting manner over a period of time that would dictate the evolution of the logistics in the terms of engagement and how far the messages would reach across the globe. As of today, I know at a minimum, Moving Mountains is present in at least 21 global directories. It has also been on iHeartRadio, and there have been special segments as professional promos that aired on satellite and syndicated AM and FM radio over the years. And I thought, what would be a better way of wrapping all of this up? And out of all of the segments I've done, believe it or not, I'm a little bit nervous. And I think it's a good thing because it reminds me that I'm human. And I was debating whether I should have a segment to wrap things up. I almost stepped away from that idea, but I thought it would be a disservice for me to not do that. It all started out over eight and a half years ago. The very first episode aired on Blog Talk Radio, and then it transitioned to three other platforms. But that also tells me over the span of time how many companies have gone through mergers and acquisitions in the podcasting and the radio space. In the recent seasons, it was hosted off a platform that is directly connected to a lot of the well-known directories. And then there were some manual submissions I had done in partnership with foreign countries that host Moving Mountains with Sasha. So let's get back to wrapping it up. I was reflecting upon all the types of experiences I've had in terms of the type of people I've met, representing different walks of life, different professions, different life stories. And while there are many, many, many lessons that I have extracted from these conversations, there's a lot of self-development that took place on my end as well. So here are the top 10 Moving Mountains with Sasha Insight. And they're derived from my interactions with all of the interviews that I've done. Initially, a lot of those interviews in the first three seasons range between 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And of course, because of bandwidth, it was best that we stuck with more of a 30 to 45 minute segment in the recent years. So let's get started. One of the things that I learned was, number one, it's not about how your life starts out. Life setbacks could serve as a setup to your life story, discovering your higher purpose. And this was marked by a handful of conversations that I've had with people representing different professions. One of them happened to be a judge from California that I had the privilege of interviewing in the initial phase of Moving Mountains, humbling to learn about how he grew up, how he and his family did not even have a bathroom in their home. They had to go out and take care of that out in an outhouse nature and how he went from humble beginnings to achieving more in life and becoming one of the top judges in California before he retired. Along the way, I've gotten to interview people who have done prison time, convicted felons, people who started out their life discovering they were orphans, those that have gone through different cycles of addiction, parents who have lost children. I've had the privilege of interviewing the young and the elderly. I know in the recent years, I haven't done any of those interviews through the Sasha Talks 
channel, but there are other engagements that I do work with children, but it's for the children's network. So keep in mind, life setbacks serve as a set up to your story. Next, changing your career goals, changing your life goals is okay. Okay in bold. I've met people who confessed that they came from a family of following and adhering to a legacy and legacy building. Whether it was a family of doctors, family of lawyers, there was some legacy that was being built. And the children, who turned out to be adults by the time I interviewed them, shared that they also adhered to that. And after living that life, they identified this is not in alignment with who I am. I'm going to deviate from the family legacy. And that is a monumental decision for most people. It would take courage because you're deviating from something that has been passed on generation to generation. It's okay to change your careers. It's okay to change your plans. But before you change things, pay attention that you're not just changing it and you're floating around like a leaf in the wind. What is your objective for changing it? Is it going to better your life? If you change anything, just make sure you're not doing it out of fear, because if you're avoiding one situation, you're going to end up in another chapter. When things get tough, you can't cope with life just by engaging in movement. And there are people out there, on a side note, who engage in moving from one chapter of life to another or from one place to another, metaphorically speaking, because they think the more that they engage in that movement, they're healing what needs attention. So if you're not happy in one job, for example, and then you move to another job and you think that's going to heal your concerns and you never ask yourself, why are you changing your environment? Why are you changing your personal relationship? There are many people through the nature of the work I do who may go from one relationship to another, to another, and they're moving. You're in motion, but just because you're in motion does not mean that it's a healthy change and that it is positive progress. So pay attention to that. And another thing on changing your life goals, the more you live life, you're able to refine your decisions. And you shouldn't be shamed into changing your decision as long as you're not hurting yourself and other people. And there are going to be times where you may indirectly, your decisions may impact others. So be mindful. There is always a more dignified manner in how you enter and exit situations most of the time. Make a decision, then make it right. One of the top things that people struggle with is making a decision. What if I make a decision and it doesn't pan out? What if I make a decision and I fail? And it amazes me, it's usually the adults and less of the younger crowd that will confess, I don't want to make a decision unless I'm going to get what I want with it. There's a guarantee that you won't fail. There are no guarantees in life. This is something I often remind people. We know we're born. And then there will come a day where we transition on. And everything in between, you have the gift of free will. And how you apply it, for better or worse, will dictate what type of experience will get reflected back at you in life. So start somewhere and refrain from sitting on the fence. Because in some cases, it makes matters worse. And remember, context matters. It doesn't matter what worked out for your neighbor, for your friend, for your lover. You could go down a whole permutation of different relationships you have with the world. We're talking about you. Make a decision, then make it right. 
but don't sit in limbo because life will mirror back that energy of being in limbo. Next. It's the small moments in life that matter. And it's been a very humbling reminder that's been communicated to me through many people that have come through not only the platform in general, but also through the series. And I'm grateful that I could officially say over the course of Sasha Talks itself, I have interviewed people in the four figures by now. It's the small moments in life that matter. Milestones come in all sizes. It's not about the glitz and glamour. Because if you keep on looking for the glitz and glamour and only the packaging, you're going to miss out on some of life's best moments. Pay attention to the difference between judgment and being judgmental. I get hired to address whether it's personal, corporate, or commercial missions where I have to make a judgment. There's a time and place for it. There's a utility value for it. Context matters. There's a difference between making a judgment and being judgmental which is more of a characteristic, an ongoing flow that runs with some people 365, 24-7. If you're going to be so judgmental, remember, you're going to be running around with your antenna on projecting all of your shortcomings and your insecurities onto people. And it's really easy to be judgmental because everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to feel validated. And most of those judgments that are dictated from being judgmental, remember context matters, are not going to serve you. Life will pass you by because you're going to be assessing everything as things and people are above and below you. And those are the people that are typically suffering. And if they were put in this real life situation, I don't gamble, but I would probably bet 98% that they're going to end up doing the opposite of what they claim to be commenting out there in the air. So unless it is your life story, who are you to say how another person's going about living their life? And also, no one has to answer to anyone but themselves and their creator, at least in my opinion. Next, we're all human. We're doing the best that we can. I tell people, do your best. I don't tell them, try. Try sounds like, do it if you feel like it, or you could fit it in, in your schedule. Do your best, or else regrets will add up. And typically, small things add up over time. Small bad things add up to disasters. Small good things add up to good and better things over time. What's the catch? Time has to be your ally. And the only way it becomes your ally is that you engage in life. Granted that you are moving forward, because I often say not all progress is good progress. Not all motion is good motion. If you need to slow down a bit to reassess, where you're going, that's better than running through all the wrong barricades. Have fun. You live once. And this is something that I often needed a reminder, especially years ago. Find ways to enjoy your day-to-day -day life. Joy is not a destination. And to this day, I recognize that a lot of people don't know how to distinguish between happiness and joy. Joy is a constant, like a background noise that you cultivate within you. Happiness, I compare it to the sun. Some days it's going to come out, shine brighter than others, but there's going to be an ebb and a flow. The sun comes out even on days where we see clouds in the sky. There's different variations of it. And the thing about happiness is no different that you have to discover it from within you. We are not to burden our environment and other people, regardless of how you're related to them. That's their job to make you happy. And especially for adults hearing that, they should be able to digest that. 
And for joy, it's not a destination. It's that constant that resides within you as background noise. So whether there's a tornado, whether there are clouds out there or sun comes out or not, no matter what goes on in your life, there's still some anchored pillar uh, within you. Some people may define inner joy to be a sense of inner peace. And that was something that was clarified by one of the guests that I had very early on, I believe it was probably season one. And from that day on, I made sure that the inner peace does not get compromised under any conditions. And if it does, it means I'm doing a poor job at decision making. Next, manifestation always happens in the present. The present, the present, the present. This is something I've learned and have been reminded of and have been taught and coached. And this is something you truly understand once you start applying it yourself every day. It's about alignment. It's about aligning with what you desire. Granted that the higher powers in the universe agrees with what you're seeking is for your highest good. It's about alignment and not timing, because often when people talk about what they are seeking or desiring, when this happens, then I will do this. Whenever you speak about something in future tense, it will always remain in the future tense. The future happens in the present. Manifestation happens in the present. Everything that we've lived through in the past at one point happened in the present. Pay more attention to your words and how you speak and how you frame your goals. And it could be day-to-day stuff. Sometimes people say, when I get the job, X, Y, and Z. When means future tense. The job is on its way. The money is on its way. Present tense. There are a lot of things that I often notice people say, but they don't mean it. They don't believe in their goals. They'll go through this checklist like a formula, expecting outcomes, and they don't happen. I personally am not shocked. You have to be in alignment. You have to grow into what you're seeking. It's not just lip service. It's not a timing game. Some things will be a timing game because you need the benefit of time to develop yourself, to grow into the things that you want to attract. There are times people could attract, but they're not in the receiving mode. So pay attention to what your goals are and how you're working towards achieving them. The next one, it amazes me. Forgiveness comes in many forms. It's a part of self-care and something that I've learned through my self-development journey. Self-forgiveness is also important. I have interviewed people who have lost loved ones, whether it's in war, freak accidents, gang violence. I have interviewed certain people who have done prison time, face-to-face interviews, phone interviews, the remote interviews, and people confess what their shortcomings were and what relationship they had with forgiveness. And often people think that if they keep forgiveness at bay, They are punishing the person that they perceive to be the offender, but they don't ever realize that the only person that you're punishing is yourself. And if somebody truly is apologetic, they would apologize when those events are very current and fresh, not way down the road. Because if they do it way down the road, it has less impact and chances were, do they really mean it? Because if they do it way later in time, they never intended to be apologetic. So pay attention to your relationship 
with forgiveness. And then there are some people who play the victim game and they're on the victim brigade and they are just on the receiving end of victimhood, but they don't realize that whether it's coming from a place of naiveness and some people consciously do it, please don't subject yourself to be receiving low vibrations because of how you rationalize your relationship with some variables like forgiveness. And finally, I had to keep the list short. Money is a tool. I have interviewed people from the financial services, those that work with money, and there's a difference between finances and money. I've interviewed people who started out with nothing. And to this day, there's a very common misconception society that gets peddled and reconditioned and reaffirmed through how people speak about money, how they perceive it, speech and behaviors that they engage in, it always amazes me. Sometimes I'm actually left speechless and it takes a lot to leave, <laughs> to make me speechless. Money is a tool. Money is energy. How you treat it will dictate how it will treat you. Oftentimes I get a good giggle because when I meet people and they say, the way that they talk about money tells me that some people fear money because they associate it with people with money are bad it might be sinful. Someone has money, you question how they acquired it. Sure, there's going to be good and bad in the world, but it's not your job to worry about that. Your job is to worry about you and your relationship in life. Money does not change people. It's not like a light switch. It changes people. They turn 180 degrees. It doesn't. Money reveals people. If you're a generous person, it will amplify and bring out your generosity even more. Speaking of generosity, I'm talking about generosity that comes from you, your pockets, not taking other people's money to elevate your virtue signaling. And then later in life, you reach a point where after you've stolen from many other people that it's time to quote unquote, give back. I'm talking about true generosity. And going back to how money doesn't change people, it reveals them. Therefore, if you are vindictive and manipulative and you use tools to control people, you have to remember, money can come and go. Money works in ebb and flow. Some people have a healthy relationship with money. I look at it as I go out and create money, and then my job is to multiply the money. There are many different ways of welcoming the flows of money. I'm not talking about finances. Often people are conditioned that the only way you could attract into your life is through the channel of work. It is one of the many channels. Therefore, I encourage people to reflect upon their relationship with this tool. And speaking of money, I do host a private course that is taught usually in small group where people learn about money. What is it? It's a tool. Your financial health matters. And keep in mind, we focus on the aspect of money as a tool, not other aspects of finances in that course. So if you are interested in that, you're welcome to go to sashatalks.com to inquire and learn more. Now, just doing a topical run through of Moving Mountains, I do want to extend a sincere thank you to all of the people who put in the time to submit their pitches. It was really humbling when I started off Moving Mountains and one of the first very open calls we had done, we had gotten a little bit over, and this was a global open call, over 3,600 pitches. And I knew that I wasn't going to get through all of them in the first wave of it, that I was fortunate I got through about 600 in the first few months. And at that time, the show ran at a minimum three to four segments of live shows with callers and all. 
per week, not added up over a period of time. There are people that I have shared laughs with. There are people who have made me actually become even more reflective. There are those who have taught me tidbits about life. I am definitely more open to the type of topics and people that I explore today. And it all had to do with the comfort level. But then I believe that that amount of time when you're living life, your perspective shifts and you become a bit more comfortable in the process. There are going to be other engagements coming out. I encourage people to keep an eye out on the Sasha Talks platform and on the YouTube channel. And I guess we're going to take it from there. Every ending has a new beginning. And I do know that there are other initiatives being nurtured at the moment. And then there are going to be those that will come out when it's their time to see the light. And until then, I wish everyone well. And for those who may come across this out of the blue, feel free to go to sashatops.com, click on the contact page and drop a hello. I look forward to learning where some of you ended up at time. Be good, be safe and be blessed.